This podcast is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton. Now, Steve, I want to transition a little bit into spirit because right. this is kind of an, is a little bit of an extension of you know kind of the work that you've been doing. How did this how did this come about? Right. So you know, to, to finish my sort of journey through here. Yes. Sorry. The, so we looked at Spencer's. That was really the 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 essence of my interest in this company. Mm-hmm. And they had a little thing called Spirit. Okay. I was looking at this company in January and February, and Spirit was kind of inside the material somewhere. It's Halloween pop-up, Halloween temporary store. Okay, whatever. <laughs> 700 Spencer stores, you know, were all over the United States and Canada. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they had hundreds or so of these pop-up Halloween stores. Who knew what that was? Right. So that October, mm-hmm. 2003, and mm-hmm. Halloween was on a Friday, and that's important. And I know when every Halloween, the day of the week, every Halloween falls. <laughs> Uh, it was a Friday, 2003. The company had was having, you know, was struggling to turn around, and this pop-up store shows up in a big box hmm. where it told Jersey Linens and things mm-hmm. in a big box with a lot of SKUs, and it's a Halloween category killer. And my mouth drops. Interesting. I went, oh my gosh, <laughs> this is a category killer and a category that people do have an enthusiasm about. Mm-hmm. That there is a huge opportunity, except. We've never thought about category killers or retailers of this magnitude that would pop, that could actually pop up, close down, and and reconstruct every year. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting about it, when you ask how were they related, the truth is that going back in history, Spencer's was one of the first retailers that actually um, uh, captured an adult Halloween story. Mm -hmm. When I was growing up, Halloween was all about kids. Right. And there were no, no engagement for adults. By the time you were 12, you, you stopped wearing a costume, you went out with a, a pillowcase, and you got the candy. Right? This, <laughs> right. this is my costume, now give me my candy. Right. That was it at 12. And then at some point, and there's long stories involved now, I have a lot of uh, hypotheses about it, mm-hmm. but sooner or later, the kids in college, always looking for a reason to have a good time, <laughs> adapted Halloween, and then it became cool. And then the, the, the adults, and so now it really engages across the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, but Spencer's was the first to really see the opportunity in Halloween through an adult, uh, through, a, through an older lens, mm-hmm. through an adult lens. And, and they merchandised that. They went into different markets in the Halloween market and brought a small mini version of Spirit into their stores in October. Mm-hmm. And that in 1997... Uh, they bought Spirit, which had started on the West Coast, and that was when uh, they started growing the concept. When I came, we had mm-hmm. 130 stores or 160 stores, and I just saw the magnitude of the opportunity, having been having built a category killer in the linen and housewares world, now it looked, looked to me like one that was even more fertile mm-hmm. in the Halloween world. But the question was, could you possibly imagine scaling something right. that opens and closes like that. And right. that's really the magic of what we've done. So talk, take us through that, because I, I'd love for our listeners to have a better understanding of how you executed on, on what would seem to be quite a challenging business model, at least to the, to right. the, lay, the lay consumer or a lay well, perceptor. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, this was the, fir- the, 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 we identified the opportunity. Now the question was how, mm-hmm. right. uh, and you know, the, the, the thing that Spencer's had done and you know, because this is, you treated it like a temporary retailer and everything, you know, they got all the hand-me-down equipment and they got, you know, sort of second, somebody's, uh, 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 you know, available time. Mm-hmm. Well, we turned it around and said, no, this is an investable concept. And this is a concept that needs full-time attention and full-time uh, support. Okay. And so it really is a logistical question. 
the, the whole thing, the underpinning of it is the logistics, because we are literally building, you know, sourcing, building, constructing, merchandising, mm-hmm. selling, deconstructing, closing out a whole business in a matter of 60 days. Wow. Uh, and so this through the years, and so now 15 years later, we're, got, we're operating 1,327 stores throughout the United States and Canada. There, whoa, whoa, whoa. You did, I got to make sure I heard that number correctly, Stephen. 1,327 stores? 1,327 individual locations. Wow. Temporary that locations. Temporary? The that, 1,327 pop-up that, stores? Average 10,000 square feet. Wow. Uh, so we're not talking about uh, a kiosk or a cart or an H&R block or something <laughs> that you might think about. Right. You put a couple chairs in. No, it's is a this is a whole circus, a whole army. Wow. And uh, you know, throughout the years we've developed many I won't call them proprietary but but processes mm. that enable us mm-hmm. to be able to fundamentally um, support that. And essentially it is a synchronized calendar that every that every day of the year, every week of the year is defined in terms of what the activities were have to be involved, what has to be finished by what time so that the next thing can happen. Mm-hmm. So here's an example of that. Okay. We have a nucleus of, say, 200 people who work for the company year-round. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, we've got to, at some point, I've got to now hire the management and the field organization. Gotcha. So in June, I've got to hire 400 people. So those 200 people got to hire, it's not quite 200, but have to hire 400 people. Mm-hmm. That's the DM group. Mm-hmm. So June and July, they are, they are training and getting ready. They have to then hire 1,300 store managers. Mm-hmm. So, and in July, they go out and they hire three. So now each one hires three. Then they all have to hire 10 to 15 sales associates. So we get to 25,000 people. So it's this, you know, sort of game of geometry Mm -hmm. that we continuously are are, uh, applying so that we're ready to go. And there's a tremendous amount of supply chain and logistical um, complexity, Mm -hmm. as you can imagine, to what we do. And uh, we are... Certainly, the largest temporary retailer in yeah. the United in the world. In the world, uh, I am I, going out on a limb. Uh, we are, if we're not there, we are close to being the largest Halloween retailer in the world as well. Mm-hmm. That including. is that's absolutely incredible. But I would imagine. Tell me if this is correct, Stephen. I would imagine that because you, how many years have you been doing this? How many years? Fifteen. Has, 15? Yes. Wow. So yeah. you have you have developed you have gone down the learning curve. You have got some economies of scale in terms of what you've learned and how to execute on this, probably to where it's almost autopilot, yes? Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. You're like, wait a minute, America's hold on. Auto, I, I had you up until autopilot. <laughs> no, this is tough. Yes. Uh, one of the things, one of the quotes we have on our wall here, uh, if it's not hard, anybody could do it. Mm-hmm. Paraphrasing uh, Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so... You know, that's, it is really hard to do. And in fact, you know, as, we, as with any successful retailer, there's always imitators, right? Everybody Correct. looks at it. And, you know, as we were growing uh, through the years that brick and mortar is really struggling, mm-hmm. uh, you know, people have come. Walmart tried to do this. Oh. Sears tried to do this. Oh. Dollar stores tried to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, we are really unorthodox. 
Um, and Interesting. So today, there's really you know, there's, there's, there used to be a handful of players, significant players. Uh, not so much today. We're certainly the only one that continues to grow uh, and continues to evolve. And so, uh, no, it is a very difficult and uh, challenging thing to do. But we, it's not just me. Organizationally, we've developed some significant processes and expertise mm-hmm. in order to end confidence to do this. Wow. Uh, it's not a, uh, and, you know, and we've also developed different reputations with our, our external, um, uh, support from vendors to people who come back to us year after year as, as management. Uh, so there's a, there's a big network out there that, that makes this happen. Very, very cool. I got a quick question for you here. Yeah. So how do you, you're choosing the merchandise. Uh, does the quality of the costumes affect like your sales? How do you make this decision? Does it affect the brand? Cause it, you, you shocked me when you said Walmart, Sears, some of these big, big folks jump in and fail. <laughs> it's yeah. like they, they don't get it or they, they, they're missing something that you have grasped, obviously. So talk, yeah. talk us through a little bit about that. Yeah, and, and look, that is one thing that we brought to the business. You know, sort of when you talk about how you apply a retail idea, a retail head to just a different concept. Uh, the Halloween business really, generally, the industry was a very unsophisticated business. It generally was oriented toward the, you know, you, toward the kids and really didn't, mm-hmm. really, you know, the Halloween costume in my own mind sort of has a little pejorative to it in the sense that it, quality is not the first thing that comes to mind. We've really gone, on a, gone out trying to change that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are really pushing, putting quality and value into these costumes because we care. This is the only thing we do. So we can't simply put a disposable, call it, you know, low-quality product into the hands and feel like the customer is getting anything, getting anything memorable. So that idea of a memorable customer experience all the way to the point when they're wearing that costume and feeling like, hey, this is really, you know, because the customer who comes to Spirit is a Halloween enthusiast. They love Halloween. It's their favorite. So they want to look good. They want to be the, you know, the, the best guy, the best looking guy or gal at the party. And so, yes, it's important to them because they come to us to mm-hmm. get this soup to nuts. Mm-hmm. It's not just the convenience factor. In fact, we're not convenient because you don't know where we are. Mm. Uh, you know, oh. we're not there year round. Uh, you don't come to this sort of store 50 times a year like you do to say a Walmart. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, so we have to provide points of differentiation, and quality is one of the key factors to that. Very, very cool. So, so at what point do you actually start trying to predict what you know what types of costumes are going to be the hottest for that particular season? Do you do any of that kind of uh, oh, yeah. forecasting? Oh, sure. And you know, look, it's uh, we're we're two twenty four seven three sixty five Halloween. Got so it. We're doing that year round. So we're reading these those tea leaves I talk about. Spencer's <laughs> helps us. Mm-hmm. We're reading the tea leaves all the time. What's happening culturally? What's happening politically? What's happening sociologically? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what are people thinking about? What are they talking about? Halloween can be very topical. It can be fun. It can be funny. It can be gory. It can be horrific. It can be uh, you know friendly. Uh, it's got many many niches and angles, and we cover all of them. And uh, so that's a big process. And also one of the things, just because we're committed to Halloween, we will move mountains. If something happens very late oh. in the cycle, mm-hmm. this year it was Fortnite. We are the sole oh. providers of Fortnite costumes in the world. Are you serious? Not wow. uh, Yes. And we, wow. we in, in this country, and we, that's we went out and identified that. Yeah, it is huge. And, uh, you know, I, I wish we had more to tell you the truth. And, uh, <laughs> uh-huh. So, yeah, that was a big, that was a big deal for us this year. Fortnite was our, uh, you know, gaming and Fortnite was really the, the, the key stories we told. And we had, uh, we identified that early and we're the first ones there. Wow. That's exciting. We're pushing up on time, Stephen. We have about a minute left. I want you to tell me kind of the big takeaways that, that you think are going to be critical things to keep an eye out for 
for uh, for spirit uh, over the next five to ten years? Are you just going to keep running this thing like a well-oiled recipe, or like are there things that you maybe can share with us that you're kind of focused on? Yeah, I, w- I will tell you that I think that you know I'm a brand builder. I, mm-hmm. loved, your, I loved your introduction. You know, spirit has to become the brand that is identified with Halloween that the consumers, mm-hmm. uh, you know, really hold on a pedestal. And we, we push ourselves always to raise the bar, raise the standards on our experience and, and make that, make that uh, you know, that trip to the store worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think people love it. I spoke to Michelle before I got on with you and she said she was in the store last week. Yes. Nothing makes my, me more proud than someone saying they had a great experience in our store. And that's what we're going to, that's what we're planning to do. That is super, super duper exciting. Steven, <laughs> Steven Silverstein, Thank you so much for coming on our show tonight. It was a pleasure to have you. Pleasure talking to you. Happy Halloween. Thank you. Happy Halloween to you too, sir. Listeners, if you want to learn more about Stephen, go to spencersonline.com or spirithalloween.com, one word. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu. 